Uh, hello. Uh, thank you for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Jerry podcast. That Sponsored was- by Raising Grace Studios. And Obama. Uh, this is one, this one's brought to you by Biden Care tonight. Uh, absolutely not. I have to see. You can tell you don't listen to the show. We don't even fuck it. We've been eighteen seconds. <laughs> I want to thank all the sponsors of the show. This is our one year anniversary show. We've got a lot. This is might be a little complicated at times, but uh, Williams Tire Nobles Networking, uh, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Par Hopper, uh, Proud Ninety Golf, uh, Grid Iron Coffee. Our management company, Red Circle, uh, Drizzly, thank you very much for all that you've done this past month. We hope you stay on board with us. Uh, special thank you to other people that have made this show possible. We've got somebody here with us tonight, uh, Justin and his wife, uh, Katie. They are a huge part of the show, and we appreciate They never want to get acknowledged, but thank you all for coming. And tonight I've asked several people that have been on the show throughout the year to come and sit around and let's just talk about the past year. It's been a it's been a crazy one for us and everyone that's been involved with the show. Very grateful. Might get sentimental, might get hungry. Um, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a fun show. I'm sorry, bitch, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I've got to take every shot I can while there's not a mic in front of your face. But anyway, I'm gonna introduce you to everybody that's around. Cobb Lee. What's going on, guys? One of my best friends, Neil Mullis, one of my best friends. Say, hey, quick get going. <laughs> here going? we go. Yeah. And here we go. Uh, Mr. Jimmy, Coach Jimmy, who's just started coming on the show. We pre- Thank you for your help last night. And uh, what's the other fucking Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, you fucking did the deal last night. Thank you, sir. Appreciate no it. We're going to get you in here to talk in a few minutes. You're way too far away from the mic to say thank you. But I appreciate you saying it. Um Okay, Charles. Uh, Justin, like I said, thank you for finally coming to be a part of this. You you are fucking the reason why this gets to happen. Yeah, I got tired of you crying. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Tyler, he put his sunglasses on. You know he's serious. Always, man. I fucking love He's serious. We're going to do it. Obama, Mr. Josh Davies. Thank hey, you, hey, sir. hey. How's it going, y'all? And Matthew Burton, the real fucking star of a lot of episodes. I appreciate you being here, big guy. Appreciate yeah. you having me again, man. What's up? What's up, people? That's right. Uh... I don't know where to fucking start with any of this. It's been a very fucking weird year. I did the Tattletale episode. Yes, why are you raising your hand? <laughs> Would you like? To I knew I should have fucking put video on, but I knew at the end of the day somebody was getting sued if I had video on. <laughs> I was gonna get fucking canceled. Uh, everybody that's here has been part of an episode this year, um, or been responsible for an episode, and a lot of content that has been shared on the show. I was about to say, have you had Chuck on there before? He has literally told me time and time again, no matter how fucked up I get, do not put me in front of a microphone. <coughs> so if you can't tell, which we're not videoing tonight, he's in the corner. <laughs> he's not got a microphone in front of him. <laughs> you should just put a microphone in front of him and let it roll. Hey, just let it roll. You ain't got to post it. Just see what he, see what he says. No, not this one. Not this, one. this one has to go. This one has to go out tomorrow. Um, I'm not talking about this one, just sometime. When the fuck do you become so talkative? <laughs> I'm going to get cut out eventually, I know. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I asked uh, I asked every one of y'all to be here that's here for a reason. Tyler, I mean, you've talked about Sorry. a lot of stuff coming up with producing music and everything. And you've yes, been sir. on several episodes. Uh, Neil has been a part of a lot of episodes, and I appreciate that. Um, but, you know... I always try to make like it a feel good story or whatever. 
And uh, Matthew, your episodes when you've been on it have always been the best. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you giving me the giving me the platform. You know, you've given a you given a platform to a lot of people around here that really deserve it and really need it. And I'm so thankful for you to have me here and to have Josh and also Morgan here, who's been a big part of my life to help me out to get to where I'm at. So I really appreciate it. Well, dude, I'm telling you, like you have, uh, you know, there's only been a few folks on the show that have made a difference to people. Like there's been some folks that we've shared like the domestic violence stories and, uh, you know, some people being unhealthy and, you know, trying to get healthy and other things like that. But it's people always ask about you. They, re they really do. And the stuff you've been through and, you know, I bullshit with you a whole lot, like, you know, it's giving you a hard time because you like my little brother now. Yeah, I and, appreciate uh, that. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Matthew, I just want you to know this. It's been a lot of people that have complimented you. I appreciate And I can't it. wait till your documentary and everything else comes out because, let's be real, the shit you're putting out, way better than anything I'm putting out. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Like like I said, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities that you've given me to be able to tell my story. And anybody that's watched my story through you, I thank you and I appreciate it. And that's that's one of the things that I wanted to to do with the show. And my, my ability is to motivate people and inspire people. So anybody that's seen it through you, I, I appreciate it and I thank you. And I'm incredibly grateful because this year has been wild for me and not in the best way so i really appreciate it man and like you said you said i'm like your little brother but man you're like my big brother man like i tell people all the time man josh has really helped me out a lot and i i i don't know how to thank you honestly you don't have to you help <laughs> me just as much you know what the coolest moment of since we've opened the studio has been gallows gallows that was dude. That, that that was the coolest thing i've ever done and it, and it was just one of those things uh, for those who don't know, you can go back and listen to the episode, but we had a WWE wrestler come in and we sponsored some event. Uh, Justin was part of that as well. And uh, it was where this guy who'd been on network television, WWE wrestler, whatever, they had reached out to us to help promote their show. And they were editing some, uh, some stuff for his documentary or whatever. Well, I kind of had fucked with Matthew that day and been like, hey, do you know who this guy is? You know, we're going to this event coming up. Do you, you know, you want to go? And Matthew's um, like, fuck yeah, I love this guy. Immediately fanboyed out like a little girl. Yeah, it and was, it, the, it, 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 it was, was bad. So, he was so excited. <laughs> and next thing you know, me and Matthew sitting here on TikTok Live. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Luke, Ga is it Luke Gallows? Yeah. Luke Gallows walks in the door and Matthew shits himself. <laughs> like, I almost. <laughs> it was the coolest fucking thing I've seen. I almost threw up like, bro, like you have no idea because you were like, you were pulling my chain the whole night. And I'm like, man, what? like you said, you got to stay here because this guy wants to meet you. And I'm thinking, okay, who is it now? And then as soon as we set up for the podcast, he goes, Luke Gallows and outside is outside. And I'm like, the fuck you say? Like, hold on. Wait a minute. What? Because, like, the dude had just had a WrestleMania main event with The Undertaker. Like, his his star was at the highest. He just signed with a new company. So, I mean, his star is at the highest. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm about to meet this dude. And I just randomly told you I wanted to meet him, just not knowing that I was already going to. 
Well, the thing with it, dude, I'd be real with you. If it was uh, somebody from 90s wrestling, I'd have told you to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> right. If it had been Stone Cold. Oh, or, I would have had to be like, here for like, that. I was going to tell you. Uh, you, you, you just would have had to move. Like, me and you would have had to talk about it. And I'd be like, hey, look, I, I know, but I'm fucking meeting them first. You, you actually did Stone that. Stone Cold, you, you listening? Like, <laughs> bro, you actually I did would, that at Comic-Con, I, and that was just Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I met him I too. Yeah. Cobb. I met him too. And I yeah. fan I fanboyed out then too. I was like, man. He actually he actually gave me a shirt after talking to me for a minute. And I was like, dude, this is cool. Like well, I mean, the one of the, one of the reasons why I'm so into wrestling still is because it's one of the things that I shared with my dad. And anybody that's listened to this podcast when I've been on it, I've talked about how much my dad meant to me and all. So like that's why I still watch it to this day, and that's why I'm still into it is because of him. Because I feel like that bond is still there. Like I feel that bond when I watch it with him. So like to meet these wrestlers that I really admire and stuff is like really cool for me. For that, man, that the episode he's talking about, he's talking about the his father passing when he was younger, and uh, there's only been a couple of you some bitches made me cry on this show. Matthew Burton had me fucking swallowed. <laughs> But it's just, it wasn't just that it was a sad story. It was the fact that how he's still strong. And, he, and he's still doing the shit that he does. And and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm very appreciative of you. I just want you to know that. And everybody, there's been so many people that have complimented you on every episode you've been on. And I just want you to know. It's like I told you first time you came in here to record. You're an inspiration to folks. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, man, I'm I'm incredibly grateful to you, and I appreciate it. And all I can say is thank you. Don't say thank you. <laughs> no, no, I should be the one saying thank you to you. Um, I should be saying thank you to all y'all, probably besides for, you know, Neil. Um, <laughs> and Chuck. The, 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 we can't bring him up because then he's going to talk. Um, I just play it. I'm grateful for that fucker just as much as I I like when he Move talks. Move the table by yourself next time. Anyway. Uh, Time to get me on the microphone. I was bring, I was bringing up Neil because Neil's been on the probably the most episodes in here. Uh, the last episode kind of went sideways real fast with some derogatory comments about camel jockeys, and um, uh, it, it it got it got it got rough real fast. It was just when we left all our shit in Afghanistan. He was mad. I'm talking about he big mad. He's usually big, but he was big mad. And he, it got, it got rough. It got Thought rough it was rough. entertainment purposes only. It was for entertainment purposes. He didn't mean no hateful remarks. Absolutely not. And we haven't been bombed yet, so yeah. I was, I'm still waiting on somebody. Well, they left the here. helicopters. They didn't leave no fuel left. So there's, so what you're saying is, there's a joke here about Biden's pullout game. <laughs> we. Exactly. Oh, that's what we're trying to get. I thought. I thought so. I just want to make it. You know, make it clear. Yes, sir. Uh, we're gonna drop uh, warheads on goat heads over there. You know what? I swear to God, if you wouldn't get fired, I'd give you your own goddamn show. <laughs> All right. You, you know how entertaining Chuck Winborn be? If you can put him on. What well, fucked up? You said goat head forehead. So it he does it not work. Show's over already. Uh, it's a cute hat. Um, you would you would be you would kill it. Mario, you do look like you like Mario. <laughs> you look like when he ate too many of the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, uh, I'm trying to go like down the line here before we start like some dialogue back and forth and just tell y'all each one of y'all why I'm thankful. Uh, 
You have a huge goddamn head. That's what she said. Try this hat on. I bet it fits. Tyler has a fucking noggin. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Just I, 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 I told you. I told you. I've never seen that before. Uh, but Neil, thank you. You, you have, you've made a lot of good content with me. Yes. I, I appreciate it. Uh, Davey, same goes for you. At, at New Year's, um, one of the coolest conversations that I've heard other people have was at, was at New Year's whenever uh, – it was it you or Donald? It was you or Donald that was talking to Davies, and Davies just happens to have some different political beliefs. It was to them two. It was Josh. It was Donald. them two. Donald was the, uh, the veteran, veteran. Yeah, the veteran. Right? Yeah. yeah, we talked outside after the podcast. Uh, me, me and Neil had spoken first. Yeah, but it's just the way you carry yourself. And one thing I love about this show is we have people that are different on, that actually know how to have dialogue, that don't just say, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, you, you were – you usually come with some knowledge when you fucking do it, and yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, just trying to get the facts out there. Just make sure we're all on the same page. We're all Americans, all in this together. You know, we got to figure out what's what's going on and get the real facts for ourselves so we can, you know, help each other and help the country go be, be better. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, I know you just did the first one the other day, but yeah, it, it was good, dude. I, had, I, I look forward to hearing more from your podcast. As a, t- as a matter of fact, tell them what the name of your show is. It's Tech Talk. Um, and so we're, we're on uh, – Spotify, YouTube, we do video and all that good job, I guess. And it's mostly about MMA, um, current events in MMA, jiu-jitsu, and business and, and having a growth mindset. So I figure that most people here are pretty successful. So it how important it is to have a growth mindset to, to get better and to get more recognition and things like that. Well, I appreciate you start coming around, man. Yeah, I, yeah, told I appreciate Cobb, you having I told me. Cobb earlier, I was like, I didn't know him, so I didn't like him or dislike him. Mm-hmm. You coming and helping the way y'all did last night, set up this shit when my dumb ass can't figure out how to download the file. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Y'all, me and Tyler sat here last night for, what, two hours and played with the settings? For a while. If it wouldn't have been for y'all, shit. We, you would have thought we was two dumb ass kids in here and we was 12 years old. He was, we was doing the, all the, the voice stuff on there, <laughs> making a change. And it was like, what, Danger Real Robinson? Well, and here's, here's what I appreciate is the fact that I've done, I've done a lot of music on the road. I've played a lot of music on the road, but I'm a musician. I'm not a sound guy. So when y'all came in here last night and you were talking about the amount of RAM on the laptop and doing this different thing, kind of things, I know how to run like speak on XLR, that kind of stuff. But, when I sit back and I watch guys like y'all that know what you're talking about and you're like, if we did so-and-so and you ran this and da-da-da-da, I'm like, man, I got a lot to learn. We thought that we knew this shit. And then y'all come in here, get your ass up here somewhere on a mic because you're the reason why we've got this good sound that we got right now. <laughs> yeah. No, you do. You do. But no, but I appreciate y'all. I, I do appreciate y'all because I've, I've been in here helping this dude with so with much. different things and play and, and mainly what I do is just play music. I'm just a musician. I'm just the voice. Yeah. But when I see guys come in here that know how to do this kind of stuff, I admire y'all because it's a whole different it's a whole different expertise. Dude, what's so crazy about it is uh less than a year ago I had no idea about any of this stuff. I wanted I'm one of those people it's like jujitsu like you have to look at the small details. You have to like go all in. And I I tend to dive so deep into everything that I do 
that I start, I like, I start picking up small things and learning things that even people that do this stuff regularly, they don't even know, like I'm the mics and stuff. I'm like, oh man, y'all got the Shure SM7Bs. And it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I just dive whole, like head first into everything. So my setup and everything that I done there is like, I, it's all self-taught, self-learned, watching YouTube videos, like playing with it on my computer, hours and hours and hours of just learning shit that probably I'll never even use but then, like, when somebody calls you, it's like, oh, I know. Yeah, I got uh, you. But there's work <laughs> There's work that goes into that. I'll tell you how stupid I am, and thank you for, for this. So we ordered a new mixer because something happened to the last one. I don't know. Something got spilled on it or whatever. I, I'm still confused about what happened to the last mixer. <laughs> and on this one right here, I was going last night. I had to call two or three buddies uh, up in Nashville to tell me if you could take, uh, what is that, a quarter-inch uh, input and it will go to a mail in to plug XLR. XLR. Yeah. Let me tick. He comes in here and he's like, "Why the fuck you need that? You can plug it into the front too." And I was like, "No, you can't. It's that's not what it is." Yeah, he you can. fucking plugged it in. I was so goddamn mad. <laughs> I was, it was it was made. It was made for it, and I just never had saw it. Right? You, you know how I knew that? I have a Zoom H5 recorder. And it has the same exact plugins on it, yeah. on the, the bottom of it. And doing some research, I was like, oh, cool. You can plug quarter inch into this. I have some of these little cheap microphones that will work with this recorder. And like my very first episode podcast was with those cords that you were talking about. Yeah. And that's how I, I learned that. Well, I'm glad so. you fucking knew because I was about to order some stupid shit. You should probably spend a couple... Probably some money on some Well, cameras. it looked like $65 for like four of them, but me and Tyler was going to go to Bill Harden Music. Uh, they should give me some money for saying that because that's a shithole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever been to Bill Harden Music? Yes. No. Hey, you have? Yes. Shithole. Yeah, it pretty much is. Like pawn shop shithole or? Look, I, I, this is bad. Or maybe <laughs> you should just be nice to everybody that you're mentioning on the show and... Uh, Let's be real. I've seen their place. They ain't give me no money. Okay. <laughs> if I thought they was going to give me some money, I was the best goddamn music store you ever seen. Listen, people are going to start showing up just to see what you would refer to as a shithole. People are just going to show up like, yeah, Josh Terry was talking about this. I wanted to see how bad it and was. And then they're going to go and he's going like, who's Josh Terry? And he's going, like, oh, that's that guy that tried to sell me that shitty PV system that's goddamn 20 years old. On I-75, it's a giant guitar sign. Looks like it's been ran down and it's been shut down for Didn't years. Nobody but... tell you you give them goddamn directions. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him it was a shithole, and you're like, "Hey, go look yes, at it. Go check it out." <laughs> but but if you want to look them up, they're gonna make it worse on purpose. That's like a, <laughs> that's a crack corner hotel right next to it, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> look, you took it to a whole nother level. I'm just saying. I don't know nothing. About Say that. it on this. Do what? <laughs> How do you know there's Moving a crack right whore hotel next to it? <laughs> I, I know people. Yeah, he said, I know people. I know people. <laughs> he went to this. pawn a clarinet. Next thing you know, he's getting his dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope we go down. It's all right. There this, this man has worked on the road before. Enjoy your minivan. You should have been here. This old lady got a minivan today. She don't even realize. Sport utility vehicle. Goddamn minivan. It ain't got no sliding doors. It don't need to. It's a minivan. Jesus, yes. Looks like a smaller van. Minivan. Wow. 
It's a soccer mom. That's what it is. Uh, what are you raising your hand? He's wanting. Oh, he wants another beer. Yeah. Uh, on to next. Like While we're sitting here talking about the equipment, uh, I know you ain't gonna say too much, but just know, I don't. I, it's very hard for me to say thank you, folks, but I know this happens because of you and your family. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, you told me you might get work, so it's going to work. It's going to work real well. About you it's know, working so far. Uh, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> that was choked. folks. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, he won't show you how many like, drink. It's like one of those 300 pound yapping ass chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> Thorn in his ass, and I love it. <laughs> Love it. There's I've no never one, seen anybody make you roll There is no one besides my baby mama that frustrates me <laughs> the way that this motherfucker does. I wouldn't change him for nothing because uh, I do love him sometimes. He doesn't need to. He doesn't have to. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> Chuck. Did you see what just happened? Say, I shouldn't say his last name. Woody over here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He is the funnest fucking person to be around in the world. <laughs> he is the funnest person in the world to be around until that he just goes one over. He crosses that line. When that, but the thing is with, with him line is you never know when that line's coming. It never know. But when it happens, Literally. but when that line happens, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> did he hit the water fountain? Yep. Yes, For like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only thing that squirted in your leg. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No, no. It's not the only thing that squirted in your leg. No, uh... Last week, maybe? There's a possibility. Oh, God damn it. This is this is the best. This is the best. This is going downhill quick. It this is starting to end up like New Year's. It wasn't going to. It, it won't be as bad as New Year's. Well, just New, Year's that New Year's wild. episode was shit. Also, got a lot of downloads. So maybe this will be shit too. Didn't you have an episode so with like 20 or 30 people on it? That 15. Was that was New Year's? We had people coming in and out at New Year's. Like, people would get tired of sitting here. They had to get up. They'd go outside, do some drugs, come back in. Be real live. They'd be, like, real happy. Next thing you know, real good content. There's only a couple people we couldn't understand. They might have been the ones going outside doing drugs. That was probably my most fun episode other than... Well, you did do a whole kilo. <laughs> That's why you came back in here walking funny. <laughs> Jimmy. Can you Walmart, do, should, should Can we? you make a cerebral palsy joke? Bruh. Bruh. So, so you want you want to tell yep. her or you want me to tell I'll, her? I'll tell it. Yeah, I tell the cerebral palsy Bro, you, story. No, it, do the one do no, the one man, stuff so. like that. <laughs> Walmart's the best story I've heard. Dude. So, all right. So, for the people that don't know, Matt has cerebral palsy. So, he he walks a little cerebral. like cerebral. Cerebral. Yeah. Like that, X, that guy. He uh he walks a little funny. Like, the way that he walks. He has, like, this limp. And he fell down at Walmart. And he don't like you helping him up. He wants to get up on his own. So, me and my buddy, we just keep walking and let him get up. And he'll catch up. But, so, I got a little bit ahead we of him. We do that to Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> completely I, different reason. I got a little bit ahead of Matt, so I walk through the door and I start limping, 
And I'm limping hard. And this lady's looking at me. And she was like, do you need any help, sir? I was like, he keeps picking on me. <laughs> and I just walked on past her mad. And then Matt come in limping and walking the way, <laughs> the way that he does. And she was just looking at him like, you are the most evil person on the planet. And Bruh, she, that shit was so funny. That's not even the worst one. The worst one was me and him and our buddy TJ. We had this fight in Florida to go to. Oh, and man, I, I and forgot I, about that. And I can't remember who was fighting that night. But I walk, I walk in. Like, I'm walking into the hotel. We were at the hotel. And uh, there was this lady standing outside smoking a cigarette. So TJ's behind me. And I'm... I'm walking in and TJ goes, Matt, why are you walking like that? You're going to get stuck. <laughs> and we walk by this lady and I just bust out laughing. So like I run to the elevator because like I'm I'm trying not to laugh in front of her. But like Jimmy's coming behind her too. So like TJ tells Jimmy and all three of us just bust out laughing. <laughs> and so we get on the elevator and all just fall on the floor laughing about it. That's how you're going to get stuck. Because <laughs> he goes, why are you walking like that? You're going to get stuck. And like, so me, Jimmy, and TJ are on the elevator just dying. One, I think that's one of the ones where you had to like see this lady and see how everything played out. Because that shit was funny. Though. That, it was the, that was one of the funniest things we've ever done. Like people... Like, for those that don't know, I've known Jimmy for, like, 10 years, if not longer. Yeah, it's been a little longer than that now. Yeah. Dude, I almost got in a fight because I left you laying on the ground. <laughs> he fell, and people were like, you ain't going to help him up? You ain't? I'm like, no, he can get up. <laughs> I'm not going to help him up. Like, hey, you're, hey, you're, you're messed up. Like, calling me rude and shit. Like, no, I'm not going to help it's, him up. It's like that at conventions we go to. And people will, will keep will walk. We'll keep walking or wait for him. And people are like, oh, my God, are you okay? And they're like, it's it's fine. It's fine. Just, just calm down. Calm just, down. Just leave him there. Just, yeah. he, he'll, he'll get there was He's one, a big boy. He's fine. There was one time me, Josh, <laughs> <a little> drunk. <laughs> me, me, Davies, and a bunch of our other friends went to Atlanta. And me being me, I forgot my cane. So they all surround me in a circle. So I can lean on them to walk down the street. And there was this drunk homeless dude. <laughs> he goes, I bet they got his back. He ain't never gonna be down. And like I just busted out laughing. I was like, I was like, I don't even know what to do here. Matt, so we just like walked by him. Matthew, I'm gonna make you feel way better about your condition. <laughs> I just found out today that you ever watch King of the Hill? Yes. All right. So there happens to be one of our friends. That some of us say is the adult version of Bobby Hill. And one of our actual friends has gout. I was watching uh, King of the Hill today. I could never guess who this is at. No, oh, it's going straight towards his oh. fat ass because he didn't want to come do this tonight. That's fine. That's good. I saw that Bobby Hill had gout. Lee Tucker has gout. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Lee, just before you just, just did, to be clear. I, I, we I love you, Lee. I love my heart. You have more endurance. <laughs> you walk better. <laughs> have you ever seen this motherfucker with gout? It's bad. He's like, oh man, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just, you, that, dude. The way he complains the anyway, time, the, like being in Nashville with this dude, like going down the street, <laughs> down to losers or down to midtown. He's like, oh, hang on a minute, 
Yeah, he does. My 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 gout's acting up. (laughs) I'm like, I can't. I can't imagine the way he bitches and complains anyway with gout. You have no idea. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The best story, one not the best, because I still think that the episode that we did with hippies, drugs, and slugs. Y'all go back and listen to hippies, drugs, slugs. There was people that messaged me and told me how to take it off because they were wrecking their vehicles, crying laughing. <laughs> Lee Tucker is the funniest goddamn fucker alive. And if he could ever wrangle some of his words in, uh, he'd make this show look like shit. But there's a story that gets told a lot about Lee, and it's by a couple different people, but usually just in big dick dudes. So I wish he could have been part of this. He'll be on the show next week. You had to mention that. He's still going to kill me for that. You're the one that said he had 12 yeah. inches floppy cock. Yeah. That is I like, can't help that. That is big old dick. I can't help that. Anyway, so it's huge. Um, Just randomly. No, it's it is. Huge. It, it's, a, it's not an inside joke. It's clearly on, it fucking fucks my cervix up. I did. It's huge. Um, thank you. Justin Dukes tells the story on here like two or three times in the past year. Thank you. The, uh, where he, Lee Tucker had called him and he's like, man, something's fucked up with my foot. I can't walk. Lee, Lee Tucker has one of the nicest apartments in downtown Nashville. Oh, this is a grocery cart. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about fucking, when you go to his apartment, it's fucking beautiful. It overlooks... The Mumbrian and everything, it's, it's, it's fucking great. And he called Justin Dukes over there because he thought something was fucked up with his foot. He could not get out of his chair. Justin Dukes didn't know what to do. Justin Dukes is a little bit smaller than Lee Tucker. And uh, anyway, he ended up having to give him a stool. Lee Tucker had to use a goddamn stool. A bar stool a as bar a walker. Stool, a bar stool as a walker. To get to the urgent care. Lee Tucker. <laughs> the, if you, if you can imagine Lee Tucker's ass going down the hallway going. Yeah, now I have the visuals. So. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. I, I, Matthew, I swear. You could probably choke me out or whatever with the MMA stuff you do. I bet you beat the fuck out of Lee Tucker. <laughs> I, would, I would pay good money to watch would that. I? I second that motion, yeah. I, I swear. <laughs> he knows. Boy, we... Oh, God damn, I hate him. But he I love him. I wish he could have been here. I wish him and Dustin and, and Justin, too. At least it's not... Uh, fucking Blaine. Blaine should have been here. That. Ethan should have been... A lot of people. I told you. I told you when we, was leave, when we was leaving Texas. I said, man, you ain't met my buddy Blaine. But when you meet him, you're going to love him. God damn, I love Blaine. And sure enough, for those of y'all that don't know... Blaine has been a buddy of mine. He's from Georgia. He's from down around Brunswick, that area. Talented motherfucker. And whenever we were going to, what was it? We were going to Nashville from the Texas trip. I told Josh, and we were we were trying to figure out people to bring into the the Nashville podcast. And uh, Josh goes, "Well, who else can we bring in?" I said, "Blaine Bunting." He said, "Who is that?" I said, "He's from he's from Brunswick, Georgia. He's from down around Brunswick. He's from the coastal area. He's a cool guy, just as fun a guy as you ever want to meet. And if from the time you meet him, you're gonna be laughing. You're gonna be laughing your ass off." And Josh goes, "Well, hell, call him." So I called him, and uh, he has a house gig at uh, AJ's, at Alan Jackson's bar down on Broadway. 
and he he does that shit almost every night. But I got I got Blaine. <laughs> Good lord. Not as a guy. But He's I just caught a goddamn Snapchat with a sound on. <laughs> I know. Keep going. But I got I got Blaine Bunting and Josh Terry face to face when they didn't know each other. And from the time they sat in front of each other, they fell in they fell in love. I love him. They, like <laughs> he was like, Man, why I hadn't I met this him. guy sooner? And I was like, I told you. Nice. Because of you and Lee, I've got to meet. And you were the you were the the one person that I was trying to get to to say thank you for shit too. Hold on, you done wheezing yet? Everybody's laughing but you. Because I'm trying to be professional. This ain't no professional right here. I'm sorry. No, uh, Tyler, me and me and you have got to do some cool shit, and I appreciate it. And I've got to meet people like Blaine, and I've got to meet uh. Ethan Phillips has made me fucking cry. That goddamn song that y'all told me that was gonna fucking Saved by Grace. Saved by Grace. It's still I still every once in a while when I'm in a mood, I'll, I'll go play it back from that podcast. And uh, it it was what was promised. And uh I don't ever get to tell you thank you for that. There's a lot you, there's brother. a lot of stuff that we all gonna do in the future. And like I've told you, ever since you came down at, at, at New Year's, yeah, it's a big part of you. Like, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. We you know. You can keep patting your chest all you want to. You're no. gonna, you gonna need to pat it when you're in Nashville next week. Cause you're gonna need a defibrillator. As much fucking liquor we're about to drink. I remember Texas. God damn. For everybody who didn't listen to the Texas episode, <laughs> we get to Texas and I wanna go sightseeing. That's all I wanna do is I wanna sightsee. I wanna be an adult. I wanna be an adult. Oh, so now it's gonna be my fault again. It's not your fault, but you might have instigated something. <laughs> and uh by the way, I just wanna say this. I want to give a big thank you to Kate Stinson and Kylie Strickland. Uh, you know, we appreciate everything y'all did on that trip. Y'all was a, a big fucking help, and uh, y'all still family. Um, I'm still waiting on to meet Kate. Do what? I said I'm still waiting to meet Kate. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> you that should. Is, yeah, you that, should. Is, I, I, that is some hot chocolate. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. She's just she. I was gonna say she. We were a really thinking cool it, Tyler. Girl. You might as well say it. Y'all ain't got to think. I'll say it. No. <laughs> is it what? <laughs> <laughs> this is why you were not allowed a microphone. <laughs> what did he say? God damn it! You y'all watched that like movies and at the end of it when they got the bloopers. The bloopers better than the fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, if I can just have dark. What's <laughs> <laughs> If I could have just put a fucking microphone in front of you and it had its own <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not there, you're not going to, because you just said, is it light or dark? Oh. <laughs> I just want y'all to know, every time you hear that noise, it's Chuck Winborn wanting you to acknowledge a listener. Well, I've said it five times. You're the one sitting here. Don't, don't look at me sideways. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, no, Tyler, uh, we've got to go to, we start, what we started, we started Hank Williams Sr.'s grave on our trip. Yeah. We went to New Orleans, Houston. Uh, Fort Worth was a fucking shit show. But then Nashville was great, and uh, I appreciate it. And you're a big part of this shit. You're, all of y'all are fucking family. But Tyler, Tyler's got the musical talent and the knowledge of it that we're looking forward to to where we start producing music here and uh without him it probably don't fucking happen because i have no talent 
Plus, we fit, we figured out how to audit tune shit last night. to make you sound <laughs> just as good as Lee Tucker. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Well, I swear, yeah. if y'all, if we'd have been fucked up last night, it'd been ten times better. We had only drank like one or two beers, and we sat here. We might drink more water too, but there was there was you might water. have. I didn't. I was, yeah. but it was. It fun. wasn't much. We sat here and we went through every setting on this new soundboard and just see how fucked up our voices would sound. Well, his voice, because that bitch could sing. I, I can't. And <laughs> dying hyena. No, it's bad. It's bad. But it was cool. We did. We, we had some fun last night. Um, but yeah, every one of y'all, but Tyler, you've been here with a lot. All of y'all. Neil's been with a lot. Some people should have been here more, but at the same time, maybe they shouldn't have been. Uh, oh no, this is just, I, I'm not going to get sentimental. I'm going to try not to, but last year has been a big deal for me from getting fired to where I'm at now to having people like Justin and his family and other folks believing in me to where, you know, we have a studio, we have uh, the next step of what the shit I want to do. And without folks supporting it and people coming around, what are you doing while I'm trying to be sentimental? Hey. This thing, y'all. That's this. I guess I'm just trying to say can I Can I say something real quick? You say everyone. I, we you, got, we have, what, how long have we been recording? Oh, shit. We still got like 45 minutes. You say whatever the fuck you want. Okay. You're the, you're the longest storyteller in, in existence. So Shut the man. hell up. <laughs> Let <laughs> me talk. Shut up. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> no what I was going to say is sorry sorry I'll wait I had to kiss his forehead I know but there's been a lot of times in my life of making music where I've almost given up on music and there's been a lot of times where you have been the one who has talked me out of giving up on music. I still make music. I don't do it full time, but I still do it because it's something I love. And one of the anchors that I can say out of my whole life that has kept me making music is you. And I love you for that because there's been a whole lot of times where me and you have talked on dirt roads. We've talked riding in the truck where there wasn't nobody else around. And you've told me, man, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I needed to do, but uh, I just did what I loved. And even to this day, I'm not making music full time. I used to, and I might do it again. But the reason that I make music like I've been doing since I moved down here, you're a big part of that reason. And I don't know what anybody else around this table tonight can say, but I can say that I appreciate you because at the times in my life when I've been ready to give up on something that I loved, you've been the one that talked me out of it. And I appreciate you, brother. You piece of shit. <laughs> I love you. He's definitely not crying right now. Well, it's part of you. You should. You should fucking cry. It's the thing. Like I had a I had a conversation with somebody today that me and Chuck used to play softball with. That uh, I would have never thought reached out to me. They listened to the show. I would have never thought they listened to the show. And they're going through like this, not only say crisis, but they're going through this 
A pivotal point. Yeah, yeah. Crossroads. <laughs> yeah. And, man, I, he, he asked me about it. And I told him, I was like, look, you, you got one life. You, you got a chance to make yourself happy with one decision or you got a chance to make everybody else happy with the decision they want you to make. Sure. And with you, you know, me and Neil had the fucking conversation on the way here. I played him the song that you uh, gave me on my birthday. And he was just like, why the fuck did he do that all the time? And I was, I was trying to explain to him that you just you haven't been given the opportunity because that's not what everybody wants from you. And I just think that everyone should have the opportunity, whether it's you, whether it's Matthew, whether it's Neil, whether it's Chuck, Jimmy, Cobb, whoever. I think that you should be given the opportunity to do what you want to do. Not necessarily what you have to do to get by, but what you want to do. For once, you know, I get to live out what the fuck I want to do. I want to talk for a living. And I'm proud for you. And I'm Thank you. We're all proud of you, dude. Man, I, I swear that means. <laughs> yeah. I swear that means yeah. to me. But it's, it is it is where I want all of y'all to feel that. Like, dude, it's pretty cool to see you doing what you're doing and you're just from like this small ass area of the world like where there's nothing. Yep. Like um, that was one of the biggest things for me when I opened my school is I had – I had been training MMA. I did kickboxing, uh, martial arts since I was a little kid, and I always wanted to be a coach. But I had I had kids. I had a regular job. It wasn't until I was almost thirty years old that I I just made a decision one day. I was like, I'm gonna open a school, and I opened my school and just started working towards that. It took me two years to where that was the only thing that I done. But man. Um, I would tell everyone, I wish I would have got started earlier. I wish I would have went through the suffering that I went through. For, it was just two years. I went through two years of suffering when I opened my school to to get a successful school. Now I have one of the most successful martial arts schools around. During COVID, I was in a group where there was 93 gym owners. At the end of COVID, there was 14 of us left open. And my school was one of the ones that stayed open that made it through the the pandemic and it's because of how the the culture and how the things that we the way we set it up and i and we we tell people the same thing that you was just basically saying that's uh man when you do something that you love and you you're passionate about it it's not working like you're you're doing something that you're having fun doing and it's like hey this is actually what i want to do that's why i started podcasting as a hobby but i want to i want to be successful with it as well so I'm going to do the work so that I can have fun sitting around a table just bullshitting my friends like you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, And it's motivation for me seeing what you're doing and what you have been doing with your group of friends. Everybody's showing up here tonight. That's a testament to what you're doing around yes, this small-ass world. Well, it's just good people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not me. It, it, oh, goddamn you sons of bitches. <laughs> no, no. I was... There was for the longest time I was piece of shit, lied, cheated, stole, did what I had to do Me to too. get by. Everybody, and I'm telling you, I was a piece of shit for a long time. And it took like coming to a realization when they're like, I didn't want to be that piece of shit no more. Yeah, like, I, I think, didn't. I, I didn't. I think and everybody goes through that. It took it took way too goddamn long. I mean, it took. I promise you. Like, I hope that if anybody's listening right now and you're in a bad place in life, don't fucking let it take as long as it took me. Um, Chuck's been there for a fucking shit ton of it. Neil, <laughs> not yeah, Neil. Why? My, Neil, hey. Neil has been 
You know, he, he knows stuff with my other daughter. I could have killed him six years ago. I see. That's the that's the oh. thing. That's, oh, yeah. That's the thing. Why, like. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because I was drunk as hell six years ago, and if I'd have got my hands on him, I'd have probably killed him too, but it probably wouldn't have been justified. Exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't have killed me. I didn't do nothing to you. No, but, I was just knocking on the – never mind. I'm, but, well, but, I know, I know. but Neil, like, it just shows how there's growth. Yep. You know, that's one thing I love promoting is people fuck up. I made mistakes. I, at one point in time, I, I went – I don't know how – I don't know if we ever told a story on here, but um, – my other uh, my other daughter's mother was pregnant, and uh, Neil's wife was uh, best friends. They all were, and we were all close at the time. Some shit got said, and I went over to Neil's house while he was going to a mud bop, and uh, it was Lila's mother and his wife, and he did not know she didn't either the stuff that had been sent to me and said. So his wife, I pull up in the yard like. I'm hot. Like, I'm I'm hot. I'm not going to say what was said. Me and Neil know. Sure. And it, it, it broke my heart. Like, it broke my heart. I lost my goddamn mind. And his wife was like, I'll fucking shoot you where you stand. Me and Neil did not speak for the longest time. Like, and it wasn't like we was best friends before. But the thing I'm grateful for, like, him and his family about is they realized that the shit that was said might not have been true. You know, to to people that was in that situation, they get to see whatever side they want to. I'm I'm not mad at nobody no more. I've came to peace with it. It still hurts every day, but I, I'm at peace with it. And the fact that him and his family are part of my life now, it means the fucking world to me. And like to have somebody like him, or not somebody like him, to have him. I wish your minivan driving ass wife would have been here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, she should. She should. Well, I, I still, had, I, I I still hadn't have. met her, by the way, and I'm. I'm Look, is she already. She's already gonna leave him for Lee Tucker. She does not mean to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. Well, you. let her. Let her do what she wants to do. But like me and this is what's gonna happen. Lee Tucker's gonna marry her, and then me and him's gonna be going to pick up Walker one day, and Lee Tucker's gonna be standing in the yard. I remember this conversation bridges. we had. He's gonna be standing in the. In the in the yard with his fucking and one bridge and saying, there's them some bitches that don't care about you. They didn't yeah. want you no more. They didn't want you no more, so I had to pick your ass up. <laughs> Go on and make me some whatever fuck you want. I ain't probably like. Oh, um, peanut butter and jelly. But no, I mean, it's just everybody gets, I believe in growth and, you know, yeah. I'm probably going to drink too much because we've been playing golf all day anyway. But <laughs> the fact that I get to sit here at the one year of this and I've got the actual fucking people that I could, I wish Lee was here. I, I do. do. I wish I do he was too. here to fucking too. defend himself. And I wish Dustin was here and everybody else. <laughs> I'm very happy you're here too, motherfucker. I just gave you a compliment while we go. Don't look at me sideways. Oh, bitch, I'm fucking with you. But no, like, I am, I'm grateful for y'all. And I really don't think that my show or myself, more importantly, myself, is the man I am today without you guys. And I, I just want y'all to know that, like, there's... There's never a thank you that I can give enough to. Matthew, I'm telling you, there. when you even came on the show the first time, me and you, God damn no, hand it to me. Hand, just hand it to me. Thank you. Just pass it over. Thank you. Yep, thank yep, you. There yep, we go. yep. Matthew, when you and Davies came on the first show, I think it was, uh, what we named the show? We, I think we named it. <laughs> Hold on a second. 
How many beers is that now? You moved all the cans. You lost count. I had to. That's several. <laughs> Five. That's that's a lot of money. Uh, hey, Matthew, what was it called? Something. It was like a da- uh, adaptive combated athletes or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you when you came on that day, and there was a guy right there after you, Matt. Uh, is it Matt Jackson? I think so. Matt Jackson, the blind guy. Yeah. Telling you, I reevaluated a lot of my shit after having them. Y'all want to hear a funny story about the blind guy? Him and um, the you go ahead. The kid with um, the comic book kid. That, that oh guy. God, how have I not mentioned Lawson? Yeah, Lawson. That right. that's before somebody I that this, I want to. Before meet. I tell y'all the story on Matt Jackson's bitch ass blind ass. Uh, no, you'll laugh. You'll fucking laugh. Cobb's gonna laugh, and Cobb don't ever laugh at anything like this. Uh, Lawson, if you listen to this, I love you, brother. I'm proud of you. I'm uh, proud of you too, man. Uh, Lawson has autism. He's a 16 year old boy, and uh, his family brought him in here. Uh, his dad and uh, everybody follows me on social media. And we he's the one that you were supposed to go to Comic Con with, wasn't it? Yeah, but we yes. couldn't go because of, of COVID. COVID, yeah, yeah they and, canceled uh, it because we were going to go. And let me tell you, that dude came in here at 16 years old and killed it. And killed it. I've never, ever, I've never, ever, besides, there's a couple of you, you would be included in this conversation. When Lawson came in here and the way he spoke about the things that he deals with, with having autism and everything yeah. and him, oh my God, it touched me. And I, te- I texted you right after listening to that and said, I got to meet this kid. He, I'll show you when we get done with this. Some people have came in here and gave me gifts, right? Lawson brought me, and he made it. He sharpened it and everything. He knew I liked uh, comic book stuff. He made me a Wolverine claw. claw. Nice. And he signed it. I made him sign it for me before he left it. This kid, I mean, he's, it's not, I don't know how to explain to him. He is just, he's one of the folks that I have got to meet because of this show that I'm grateful that I've got to meet. And there's been several folks. Matt, Matt Jackson. Matt, uh, this is fucked up. I didn't know who he was. So many people tagged him in some of my posts or whatever because he had a documentary come out on Amazon. And he's from Milledgeville. I don't like researching any guests before they come on the show. I like to, in the moment, figure out who the fuck they were. I didn't know the motherfucker was blind. He walks in the door. First thing I do is stick my hand out. His mom brings him because can't drive. Obvious reasons. And Matt <laughs> he did drive starts, your truck the night I met him. Yeah. Matt starts laughing his fucking ass off. And he was like, you haven't watched the documentary yet, have you? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he was like, I've got 5% vision. And he goes into the story about how he was this YouTube star and a uh, big fisherman and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day, out of nowhere, he had dealt with diabetes his whole life. He had looked down into the water. He had looked up. And it was just completely random. He had no problems beforehand. All he saw was red. He thought there was blood everywhere. His eyes or whatever. Whatever's in the back of your fucking eye has strangled his eye. And he, he like, it, it was bad. And he goes and tells the whole story. So the episode's called Diving in the Darkness. And 
I cried like a fucking baby when he tells you the story. When he tells you how he's sitting there and he's contemplating, you know, I can't see my youngin' again. Mm. And then you start thinking about it in like retrospect that you don't have it that fucking bad. Yep. And it's it's because of people that have it. Matthew, I ain't saying you got it worse than me. You got fucking, you got bad cards dealt to you. But what you've done with the bad cards is a fucking inspiration to so many people. So Matt Jackson and other people. I don't know if I'd be as strong as you and Matt and Lawson and some other people if I was dealt those cards. And Bam, and Bam Bam's going to laugh at this story? Why is Bam Bam going to laugh at this story? You, you, oh, no, I fucked up. I really fucked up. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God dang, oh, Bam. Said, no, no, no. We're trying to make him look like a heartless bastard. <laughs> if he ain't had pussy in a while, we're going to make sure he'll never get pussy yeah. by him laughing at that story. No, uh... <laughs> What, what, what happened? The, what, I, can't remember what part, I can't remember what party it was. No, he taught <laughs> Matt Jackson, who's 5%. He all he has is 5% vision. He taught me and letting me drive, uh, talked me into letting him drive my truck. In it was your white trash bash. White trash bash. I let him drive my truck. <laughs> no, First there off, wasn't no letting. Like, I grabbed your keys and like, let's go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because that's not how I remember it, but that's fine. You try to get the keys away from me. Because he's fucking blind. <laughs> it was just a parking lot. He said he drove before. I mean, yeah, been... before he went blind. After he went blind. He don't have a goddamn C&I dog steering the wheel. <laughs> yeah. but, but he did. Okay, so Josh said uh, he was a piece of shit for just sticking his hand out. and like, why won't you shake my hand? He called me a piece of shit when I left that night. Like, stick up your hand. Like I told him, reach out your hand. Matt, Matt will fuck with you about it. He likes yeah. to play with it. That's like when we was playing Uno and he kept losing on purpose. <laughs> he didn't get it. Like, nobody, everybody else at the table that night was like, do you not fucking understand this? And Matt was just doing like Ray Charles over there. was like dropping cards. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, I'm on the inside of the joke so I can laugh at it because I know that this motherfucker can't see. But everybody, he, and like, he clearly, like, there'd be like a draw four green, or a green fucking four on the table. And he's like, what do I need to drop? And what he would drop down would be something completely different. And they'd be like, no, you don't get it. And the person, there's other people here that didn't understand he's blind. I tell you. <laughs> uh, well, he would fuck with you too because yeah. he ha- he still has a phone. And he would look at text messages. I'm like, I thought you were blind. That bitch has a telescope of glasses. It's a though. telescope. Like, it's one letter fills the screen at a time. Yeah. And he reads it letter by letter. But he's cool. That, that's, that, I guess that's what I was trying to get to. Is the fact that we've had people on the show that actually deserve recognition. I still don't think I deserve recognition or whatever, besides for just being a loud mouth and very opinionated. Folks like y'all are the ones that deserve recognition. Dude, you deserve it because, like I said earlier, you've given us the platform to actually speak and tell our stories. Like, Jimmy knows. How long have I been trying to tell my story, Jimmy? Dude, uh, ever since I've known you, um, Matt, a lot of people don't know this, but Matt's the reason Eastman, Georgia has a wrestling team. Like a lot when of people, he told when he told that fucking story, I'm telling you, it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. That I was just bitching to somebody today about these people posting stuff on social media but not taking action, saying stuff but not doing anything about it. Matt, that fucking story of you starting a wrestling team in Eastman is one of the coolest goddamn stories I've ever heard. To me, to till this day, that's still the the thing that makes me feel the best. Like. I, I left something here for when I'm long gone. Like, 
that that's something here that's gonna be yeah here for, still going for, strong yeah too, dude, and, and it's still going strong and we've got so many kids that are so talented and that are getting opportunities they've actually and produced I, some state champions now. i go yeah. i go back yeah. today and i'll sit there and i'll just stand there and watch them and be like i'm so thankful and grateful for these kids keeping them going and i will step in and help them every now and then but i'm just happy to sit back and watch and let them grow yeah. like and so to, to cool, me dude. that like that that's still the best thing I've ever done. That's a legacy. Yeah. That's a fucking like like of everybody in this room. There might be some folks in here who's got a few more bucks than you of people that's got a different talent than you have. I don't know what my legacy is. Right. You have like cemented a legacy from where we're from that a lot of us could never fucking right. Reach. And sit. I don't think it's cemented yet. I still. Oh, it's cemented. I oh, think. There. I Man. think I still got more to do. You know what? Hey. I, you know how I know it's cemented. The guy sitting next to me was over here, and he was applauding you. Chuck never, ever gives anybody a compliment. He just acknowledged how fucking special it was what you did. Chuck was in a couple of my classes, so me and Chuck have known each other for a while. So. I'm telling you. There's, when you when you talk about the things Chuck that went you to did. School? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. I don't know how much he paid attention. Matt, you are the greatest. Watch that beer. Careful that beer. There goes a new soundboard. My step sister Cheyenne, you know. Yeah. You know, you know all about Yeah. You just got that soundboard. It's gone now. It's okay. No, it went under. It's okay. Josh, you know, you know all about that. Yeah. Josh, you're fired. That's. You are the Dodge County Wrestling team. I appreciate that, man. You know it. You know it. I appreciate that, man. Dude, my my brother, my brother actually got to wrestle his senior year because of the things that you did, and like that's one of the things that he carries. My brother actually, uh, Cody Barnett. Oh yeah, dude. First, uh, first match. First match. First pin. Yeah, first pin. Everything for yeah. uh, Dodge County. But he would he first captain. Yeah, first captain. He wouldn't have been able to do none of that without without what y'all done without without Steve Greer without Coach Greer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool to see in that. Like, I was already fighting at that point, and then my brother started wrestling. And I, so when I, I started paying attention to that, that's when I started making my MMA more wrestling-based because of, like, the influence that, that that had on my life. So that was pretty cool to right, see right. and watch, out, watch how it played out. Yeah, I, how, I had never done anything uh, athletic, like, until that point in – I wanted to join the wrestling team like when it came out, but I I got I got to it too late. But uh, getting in there and then just like going full into just learning how to like be like be like athletic, like going back and forth um, with you know learning drills and doing all that stuff that I had never done before. Um, it was a real influence on on, on me as a person, um, and it's good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. And it's uh, really got me to where I am today with um, how I, you know, view, you know, the whole thing. Like, you have to work your mind and work your body, and that makes you a fuller person. And to be honest, Josh, you were the reason why I decided to go into coaching because you were one of the ones that – there was a couple of kids that I wanted to work with personally after I got done with my two years of wrestling, seeing you come in and knowing that we're family – Mm -hmm. and wanting to help you as much as I could 
and a couple other kids that were there that are like family, like taking, being able to help you as much as I did. And I could see the results that you were getting. You were one of the reasons why I said, okay, I can do this forever and I can keep inspiring people through that. And like, and I can do, I can use my physical ability to help people. So for you to say that means a lot to me because you, I don't know, I don't know if you realize how much you've actually helped me. That's cool. Are yep. you, uh, you're coaching at, uh, what's it, what is, uh, Faith Igniters? Faith Igniters yeah. over there. It's like a gymnastics school and stuff like yeah. the stretching and all that. Yeah. Like, that's so cool to see somebody that's. I do the strength and conditioning over there. Nice. Like, you think you can help me and Chuck? I can. I, I don't can think help, there's any help. I can help you a little <laughs> bit. Fucking asked <laughs> But the, you've already, Josh. You've already told me you're not getting into it, and I can be. I I can be. I can be rough. I am. I I can. You can. You can ask Josh. You can ask. You can ask Davies, and you can ask Morgan. Like I can be tough when it comes to working out and stuff like that. Bam said he rushed the truck. What? Bam said he'll wrestle Chuck. I didn't say the that. The police, for the love of God, no, he didn't. <laughs> he, he <laughs> said, I'm telling you right. <laughs> Try some rope, baby. Thank you. I'll wrestle you, Chuck. <laughs> I don't even I'll know what that means. I mean, that's just the thing, dude. Like, everybody, there's been a lot of people that's reached out on the show for certain things, and you just never know what your role is supposed to be in this world. Right. You, know, you never know, like, you never know what, like, what your path is supposed to be. Right. And man, I, I could, I couldn't be proud of the people at this table. Right. I could be proud of the people that's been on this show. Right. I've been surprised time and time again. I had a guy come on my show today. The show won't come out till uh, Sunday, till Sunday night. And I had no idea. I had no idea like where this guy came from, but don't you do it. There was this guy uh, he's a police officer in Texas and he come from Nigeria. He lived for the first 13 years of his life in Nigeria. And then he comes to the United States. And when he comes to the United States, he, uh, he deals with being called fat. He get, he's a 13 year old kid. Um, it was actually the joke made on the show to where, to where, um, hold on a second to where, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> he made a joke. To yeah, wear. I made a joke because he said in Nigeria, the bigger you are, the richer your family is. And I said, here, my fat ass looks wealthy. Like, and I did not realize, like, he didn't get the joke. Like, he got, shut up. <laughs> You're be a goddamn billionaire. <laughs> but but no, like it, it's just there's people that you just do not see coming that have been on here that help people. And man, it's just you never know somebody's story. You know, if there's certain people that I wish would open up about their story. Dude, quick question. What does everybody at the table do? I have no idea what you guys do. We don't have to talk about Chuck. Everybody else, though, like you got, you got railroad, you got railroad, you got gym owner, you got me, piece of shit, you got Justin, that you fuck up electrician. electrician. Oh, you got God. Tyler Branch, professional musician and dick layer. 
Uh, <laughs> I just played. I just played. The baddest motherfucker. Listen to him play guitar. You'll figure it out real goddamn quick. I mean, look at him. Yeah. You got Josh, what do you do? I don't know what you do. Mental health case manager. God, man, I fucking love G. Yeah. So I was debating with a psychologist at New Year's. Uh, yeah. Well, and, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I studied neuro. I, <laughs> I wonder why I was getting my ass handed to me. I studied, <laughs> yeah. I studied neuroscience. Yeah. Right, and he probably, I don't, nobody wants to. Professional golfer. Oh, my God. God damn it. So Chuck, get out. <laughs> I mean, really? You ever met Tucker Woods? Hey. Bitch. Chuck, how's your. I Chuck, <laughs> how's your year been, Chuck? Yeah, and Cobb, I don't know if you, you probably don't want to, because you got like a super secretive job. Cobb's a CA. He's a, <laughs> Cobb is a jiu-jitsu coach at yeah, Texas. Yeah. Also, James Bond. James Bond. Well, I don't know what you're hey, to say, but don't say that. Can I, can I call attention to? Call attention where you want to. We've got another, we've got at least 26 more minutes. It's, it's a, it's a podcast you did. It's a group that has not been called attention to tonight. But it's the people that you've dealt with who have experienced, had experience with domestic violence. And it was a big podcast that you did. Yeah. And it was something that meant a lot to a lot of people. And I don't feel like it would be justified for us to get on here and joke around and have good have a good time. We we're all we all, we always have a good time, but it's it's just that that select group of people that I know, based on what you've told me, what you you know, you've told me that it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. Well, it's a, it's a subject that a lot of people, especially men, don't like talking about because, in all in all fairness, I don't think anybody in this room is this way. Uh, a lot of men, I mean, men usually are the cause of domestic violence. Sure. I mean, you, you'll have some crazy women sometimes that want to beat the shit out of folks like us, and goddamn, I don't blame them. I mean, I've said a lot of smart-ass shit to where, you know what, if you punch me in my fucking face, I... You know, I kind of get it. I probably did that. But to the women that, you know, have reached out and we've talked to about domestic violence and everything, you know, we... We always are gonna have you back here. This is this is all your battles, our battle. Dude, I'm not educated at all about that. We're like, what is that something that you're doing on your podcast? Or yeah, we've done we've done several episodes. We got an episode coming up that I'll record tomorrow or Sunday that'll come out probably Wednesday or Friday, and it's a woman who uh, she posted it all over social media, especially TikTok, to where she had a ring uh, camera in her house. And it caught her husband just like, not just beating the fuck out of her, but it was the stuff that he was telling her to do. And that's one thing that I tried from, I grew up in a house with domestic violence. I made it clear on the show a lot. Like I ever see, I've lost relationships with, with my, not really friends, but acquaintances to where if I see you put your hands on a woman, like, no, I mean, Jimmy, you, you married or whatever, and you jujitsu. Oh goddamn! I said that real good. Uh, no, no one, no. There's not a chance. Knowing, knowing, you'd probably beat my ass 
And I don't think you'd ever put your hands on your lady. But if I saw you put your hands on your lady, I'd have. I to mean, we got to go. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, that, that, that's the way I am. And the women that have came on this show, we oh, we've yeah. done we've done about three or four episodes to where, you know, they've sat here and they've opened up and they told their story and they cried. And there's been women that have reached out left and right, not not necessarily just to me, but to the women that have opened up about their stories. And it does. It, it Tyler's right. It is something that needs to be talked about more. And there's been several issues that we've talked about on the show, but that that's one of the biggest ones. Well, it's just we we have fun. We have a good time. Oh, absolutely. So, and, it, and 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 we've recognized a lot of groups that have been on this show during the time that we've done this. And and I appreciate you having me on for for the time that we've done this. But I just. I don't feel like it would be fair to to have the people on this show and it to be a good time and not to recognize a certain group of people who have been on this show and have put themselves out there just to make people aware of things. You're right. Yeah, well, to uh, tag along on that or whatever, uh, Taylor, which is my significant other, she has started a women's only program geared towards helping uh women and uh women in need that that need that outlet to need to learn how to to build their confidence to come back from that type of thing she helped started a, a thing in savannah when she was in school and found her passion for it uh start a passion for it uh i forget what the name of that was what was it called wings it was called wings she helped start that in savannah and then she said she wanted to do something like that and i was like hey you're a blue belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu if you want to start uh start just helping women we'll clear out the gym or give you a time slot or whatever so that you can can help women that are are struggling with confidence struggling with being able to uh you know, uh, feel good about themselves or wanting to be in an environment where you actually are learning how to hurt people, but a safe space to where if someone's on top of you in the class and you start breaking down, then, well, hey, we'll let you like, cry it out, collect yourself, gather yourself back up, we'll start back working on it. Because a lot of these women suffer from PTSD from, from that. When they end up in the positions, they don't want to be in a regular class with everybody and just have a breakdown. Sure. But when they break down in this women's only class, it's like a, it turns into a support group. And then everybody just kind of sits there, talks about it. And is like, no, no, cool. Take your time. And then it, they build them back into it and say, all right, now, where was you? What feelings was you feeling? Okay. Here's how you take back the control. You know, you, you trap the arm, you hit you upa shrimp or whatever. And, and it, she, that's what she's doing. She took that on herself. So that's Taylor Winley's. That's cool, dude. Little uh, class there. I, I think, like, especially with like her doing that and what Tyler brought up, I, I just want to make this point to a lot of folks. Like, you don't have to have a platform to help other people. Right. Like, if you know that there's something that you should be working on and helping, hell, it really don't matter. Like, the first time I ever shared, like, my bouts with mental health and my suicide attempt and all that stuff, it wasn't because I wanted people to fucking acknowledge me. Like I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me or whatever. I wanted to get off my chest and, and everything, but it was the people that reached out and was like, I never would have thought you dealt with this. 
this. Like I never, ever would have thought like this was something that you dealt with. And most people don't. Yeah, they don't want to acknowledge it because the stigma and everything behind it. But when you open up about your, I, I usually say this, when you open up about your scars, nobody can hold your scars against you. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know where I'm, when I come at you and I share my bouts with mental health and depression and anxiety and all this stuff, and people don't understand why there's certain things I don't want to do and certain places I don't want to go and, and all this stuff. Like, I want it to make other people feel comfortable and they don't have to do those things. Like, you can say no. Like, it was stupid when we was growing up and you heard that, uh, that what is it? Is it? It was dare or whatever. It was just say no. Yeah. You know what? That was without a doubt the most powerful message that none of us understood at the time. Yep. You can just say no to a whole lot of things. If you're in a domestic violence relationship, you can just say no and fucking leave. You know, if you're worried about being financially stable, fuck being financially stable. What about being mentally stable? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what what about after after it's all said and fucking done you know you might be worried about what your youngins are going through a divorced family what about seeing mom and daddy fucking beat the shit out of each other every day yeah, yeah. you know it's but it, ta- it takes people opening up about their trauma um you know i i've opened up a lot about all mine but I believe if I would have never opened up about my trauma, I'd never been where the fuck I've been at. Right. I was supposed to. I, I had a conversation with a guy today, and I say it all the time. You got warriors in this world, and you got preachers in this world. I was not made to be a preacher. I am not squeaky clean. I'm never going to be fucking squeaky clean. But I want the people that's got the same scars as me to feel comfortable coming to talk to me. Right. You and I had this conversation the other night. Yeah. You got to share it. You got to share it. You talking about opening up about your um, trauma and depression and all. Like, that's that's something that I have to get comfortable with. Because, like I said earlier, um, this year's been wild for me. You know. Josh knows. Morgan knows. Earlier this year, like, um, we had an emergency situation where we thought I was having a stroke. And I thought I was about to die. I don't know if anybody else thought this, but I thought I was about to die. So, like, I spent, I don't know, what, Josh, 12, maybe 16 hours in the hospital? Because I texted texted y'all that night and told y'all what happened. Like, sitting there, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, man, like, I got, I got, scared and depressed and all was like man i i don't know what i'm gonna do like i ended up i thought my career was over like i said i thought i was dying i didn't know where to go like i was crying and all depressed about it and like then early like later we did the thing with gallows that that made me feel a little better but then later this year i ended up getting hurt again and having to sit out for a while and getting that took me into more depression because people needed my help at the gym. And then we got, we got a, one of our friends is fighting and I couldn't help him train cause I was hurt. So that put me in more depression. And I'm like, I'm the type of person that's like my problem. Let me fix it. So I don't talk about it a lot, but like, that's something I have to get more open about is talking about it. Talking about your problem. I mean, there's a reason why people go to therapy. Right. The, the fucked up thing about therapy, oh, it costs so goddamn much in the yeah. first place. But it's not just that. 
Therapy, all it is, is opening up and sharing the shit you don't want to share with nobody else. Right. When you have a support system and you have friends, it might take a couple glasses of whiskey, a couple fucking beers or whatever to open up. But you, everybody ought to have friends that when they're struggling, they can reach out to. Right. There is a several fucking people in this room right now that I'm going to tell you, sometimes people think I'm batshit crazy. But when I'm in a mood or I'm feeling something... I let it out because it's so fucking unhealthy to bottle it up. All you do is when you tuck that shit down, it literally ends up being a volcano. Yeah. There's a, there's stuff, there's stuff I post on social media when I've drank way too goddamn much (laughs) or whatever. I'm in my feels and you get people like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But the thing is, it was an outlet to get it off my chest. And when I post something like that, there's always somebody, whether it's Chuck, Tyler, Neil, anybody in this room, somebody's going to reach out to me. A lot of people are scared as fuck. You know what the coolest, not the coolest, I'm not going to say coolest. You know what the best thing about sharing my suicide attempt was? This was like five years ago. Right. I was scared to fucking death. I tried to commit suicide back in 2010. Why? Do what? Why? 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 Uh, I went through a bad breakup and I was stupid. And I thought that my self-worth was relied on a woman. I thought my self-worth was relied on a woman. And it was stupid. It was very, very stupid. I was was very immature, but I thought my world was over. And I posted it probably five years ago, four or five years ago on social media. And when I did, I finally did it because like Bearded Bastard was getting a little notoriety. And I needed to get this off my chest. Like it was... I had to. I could not hold it down anymore. The reason why I didn't do it before then, I was was scared to death that people were going to judge me and people were going to hold it against me for what I tried to do. I got nothing but love and support, and there were so many people that I had no idea would have been in my fucking corner. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. There were people. I'll tell you, even though somebody sitting right next to me is drunk, uh, and I love him to death. Me, him, and Cobb had a talk. I don't even know if they remember this. We were uh, we were in Panama City. We were in Panama City. We was on a balcony uh, with Brittany Green and them. And I cried my fucking eyes out because I don't think I'd ever told them. Thank you. And uh, thank you for putting a little comedy with this. I appreciate it. Uh, and let me tell you, people they hold their they hold their pain in but i honestly believe and it's so fucking cliche with your pain comes a purpose oh yeah for sure the stupid thing about yeah, it a lot of people don't want to understand is sometimes your purpose is you you just don't realize you're supposed to share your trauma and you're supposed to share you getting over it and you moving on and you becoming a better person because you went through those things yep that's one of that's one of the things i realized after going through all that, it's like I have a better appreciation for the things that I do now. Like, I'm so thankful that I get to work with the kids that I get to work with. I'm so thankful that I'm able to use my body the way that I am. You know, I have I'm so much happier now because I have that appreciation because of all that I went through this year. Like with this year alone, it's so, made you stronger though. Yeah, there's for some real. there's some people. There's some people that when they come to adversity, they cri- they they cripple. Mm-hmm. Yep. They cripple it. And there's some people that they strive from it. But you have to share your story either way. That's If nothing else, if you're listening to this right now, 
and you're struggling with something, it, do, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going through that for a reason. Like, I, I know I did the whole Tattletale episode, like, the other day. But I swear I mean this. You're not always where the fuck you want to be, but you're always where you're supposed to be. Yes, sir. You have to fucking understand that you're there for a reason. There's too many people that want to play the victim. There's too many people that want to be like, life dealt me this card. No, it's the people that when you get dealt those cards, you learn from it. you got an option. You can either be considered what you've been through as a failure or a learning experience. And I just decided not to be the victim a long time ago. Right. I don't want to be the victim. Who want, I, You know what I want to be? I want to be the fucking hero of my story. Failure yes, is part of the formula for success. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's one of the things I teach my kids because they, they fail a lot. At the gym, you get your ass whooped a lot. Like, I've probably been choked out and beat up more than anybody in this room trying to learn how to, to, to do it the right way. And without all those failures, I wouldn't be as good at jiu-jitsu or MMA or any of that stuff that I am. And so I teach my kids straight up. Failure is part of the formula for success. When because you just keep showing up. Yeah. You keep showing up. You the, have no choice but to become successful. The one weight it, fall off, man. That's right. The one of the things off. we teach our kids at the gymnastics studio is it doesn't matter how many times you fall. Everybody's going to fall. Get back up. Like, it matters how, what effort you give it. And if you get back up, you only fail if you don't get back up. Because yeah. yeah. you can fall and you can be upset about it, but you got to get back at it. You got to learn from it. Yeah. Yep. If you don't try to accept change or try to look to for opportunities to grow, then you won't. You'll still be in that same place, and the same stuff will keep on happening. So you have to decide for yourself what do you want, where do you want to go in life, and go for that. You know, screw you know what you're feeling, screw what you're afraid of. Just go for a better future. Man, that, that that's the biggest thing. That wow. Same loop, man. That I'm same loop you, until it, you learn. It is, it is. Y'all know the story behind 409 and the spray bottle? Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I think I've told you. Yeah. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about, the 409? It's a 400 not try. It's 400 not try. They got it wrong 408 times before they got it right on the 400 not try. That's why it's called 409. Shit, me. Yeah, that's why it's called that. <laughs> same same story, WD-40. Uh, thanks for pitching in there, fella. <laughs> no, I funny. never knew that. That's four, why they call four, it that. Four, eight, four, You're going to fuck You vocalized it because I was like, Real? Really? Really? <laughs> no, you're going to fuck up. Yeah, WD-40 is the same. So, how long did the wow. little yep. song, you know, Giddy Up 409, how long did, was it like? Do you know a four goddamn four? jingle that I don't know? Go ahead and say it. I had a 409. No, 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 no. You know, humiliated me one time with this singing bullshit. No, I was trying to show you what Tyler did. I'll show oh, you. Oh, you had to blame it on me, did No, no, quick story. I was complimenting you, dickhead. Yeah, quick story. here. I was trying to like. I was trying to get him to sing. To like, to I can sing. make anybody sound like George Strait here. I can make you sound just like George Strait. But you didn't. And he can. You sounded like George Flat. <laughs> uh, it was terrible. He kept telling me, just sing a song. And he kept I, fucking with these knobs right here. I told him, I said, I, I feel like a horse's ass. This sounds like shit. Yeah, it that. sounds even he worse. He did that same shit with me last night. But it's funny. You know? yeah. But here we are. It tickled me. No, no, no. Let me... Nope, nope, yeah. No, no, it still no. sounds like shit, Josh. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's that. <laughs> some, some things you just can't fix. Um, <laughs> folks, I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. Like, I, I just want to say this. Uh, this was kind of more than what I expected. Um, 
Uh, I think if we keep going, I'm going to end up sticking my foot in my mouth or getting sad or emotional or whatever. But uh, each one of y'all, whether you know it or not, and there's other people in this room that should have been talking. Uh, there's other people that have done shows that I wish they could have shared more of their stories with. And um, you got a chance to either be an inspiration to people and help people and get out of your comfort zone, or you can be comfortable and just exist. I don't want to fucking exist. I had that conversation today. I don't want to just get up and work a fucking nine to five. I want my life to make a difference. I want all the bad shit that has happened to me and all the good shit that's happened to me to make a fucking difference to somebody. And if any of y'all or anybody listening is scared to take a leap of faith, you got to gamble on yourself sometimes because if you have like good intentions in your heart, you can't you can't fail even if you don't even if you don't meet the expectations that you wanted to meet you're not a fucking failure it's all about helping at least one person but uh guys i'm just gonna matt neil tyler uh justin uh jimmy uh chuckles Cobby, uh nerdy guy that i like a lot because he fixed my shit last night trevor trevor um, guys, I, I just appreciate y'all being here. I, I really, really appreciate y'all being here. This past year has been stupid. Uh, when I got fired, there was a couple of y'all I had a conversation with. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I didn't know. And yes, Chuckles, you were one of the ones um, <laughs> that I did not know what the fuck I was going to do. And I decided I was going to take a leap of faith. And I ha happened to have some good people in my corner that wanted to, to help me. Um, without those people, I fucking couldn't. Have, I couldn't be here, and uh, that's not just financially, but that's like spiritually and all these other good things. There's been a lot of prayers thrown my way, and I, I appreciate every one of them. Can I say one thing before we sign if off? You make me fucking cry. I'm gonna punch you. No, it's just the fact that I'd been in Nashville for a while. I've done a lot of shit for a lot of people. Done a lot of playing. Done a lot of stuff they asked me to do. And you remember when we met? Yeah, was it my old house on Strawberry Lane? It was the old uh, Nate Kenyon That's right. uh, deal. Was there. And there was a damn, and, and it was, and it was a couple of sheets of plywood spread out on the backyard, oh, and that's that was, was our stage. That was our stage, and then we, me we, and Cobb actually set that up. We got, me, me hey, and Cobb set that up. look, hey, for what we was doing. It was it was good for what I it was it it was good it was good for what I have been accustomed to. I was like, well, shit, we got some plywood we can stand on and fucking play tonight. And uh, we got done with that, and we hung out after that. And I didn't know who the hell you were. I know you was either, but I liked the fuck out of you. Well, I liked you, you too. Until it was about five o'clock in the morning, you it, fucking go to bed. That was that was a different gig. Right, well, whatever. <laughs> that, was, that was a different gig. But when I first showed up that night at your house, and we played that, we played a gig. We played a gig with five guys on a couple of sheets of plywood, and I was like, "Well, you know, I just got to Nashville." And I was like, "Well." This is a. Uh, if this is what I got to do to make it to where I'm going, then that'll be good. And once we got done, you you were my friend. 
He's my brother. Once we got done with that gig, you were my brother. And I, I, I've done a lot since then. Played a lot on the road. And I've always known whenever I came home that if I needed a place to stay, I could stay at Josh Terry's house. We got to. We sleep in a cardboard box together. Hey. Butt to butt, though, not tip to tip. No, <laughs> no, no. You got to learn how to sleep. It's either pole to pole. It's either pole to pole or hole to hole. It's never <laughs> pole to hole. But, hey, look at me. I've always I've always known that if I wanted to come back home, that you was my friend. And I appreciate you for doing everything you've done with this podcast, with everything you've done on the radio. I appreciate you. And I love you, brother. Love you, too. We started off with Obama, but there's one person I'm going to end this one with. Matthew? Yes, sir. I want you to send them the fuck off with a goodbye. <laughs> Tell them to listen to the next one. Make it sound good. Make it sound real. You I want, fucking started, I want I Obama to approve this message, man. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. We love you guys. Josh Terry, we love you, bro. Appreciate it. See y'all next time. Y'all tune in. Make sure you download it. See y'all later. <laughs>